Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Pack filler. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top tube. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter. Or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. Well, you can almost taste it in the air. It's on the horizon. I'm all excited. The best thing to happen to bike racing since the invention of the wheel. Say it with me, everybody. It's time for... The Tour de France. It all starts this weekend. Cenetary Tour. That's a big word for saying it's the 100th tour and um, a whole lot happening. And so I thought this episode should bring back once again a great now reoccurring guest. He's now uh, a published author, so that takes him up the, the you know cool ladder a little bit more. New book out, The Rules, uh, creator of one of cycling's best sites out there and also a great smart-ass to boot. Welcome once again, Frank, from Velominati back to the show. How are you, man? Great. Thank you. That's very flattering. Well, you know, I like to kiss up, but, uh, <laughs> you know, things are things are going well, it seems like. How, first of all, let's talk about that book for a second. How are things going? It's out. It's in the public. It's cool. It's, uh, it's good. Yeah, you know, we've, um, unfortunately, you know, it seems like all we're noticing are the mistakes, but um, <laughs> there, there are a few mistakes in it, but it's, um, it's doing great. You know, it's, uh, people are psyched about it. Uh, my Twitter feed is full of people you know, posting pictures of themselves with the book, you know, it's a, it's a really crazy, crazy world. But, so um, like an Anthony uh, Weiner kind of picture thing, or is it, uh, actually tasteful pictures? They're tasteful pictures. Oh, thankfully. Damn. damn. Okay. That would have I been can't actually... believe that guy's name is actually Anthony Weiner. <laughs> it's just kind of setting yourself up. Yeah. It's like naming your child Giles and not expecting him to be a butler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it's, Still, the, the Anthony Weiner thing is not as bad as this real estate agent in Seattle, who, or maybe it was, maybe it was in New York, a broker. He's posting up a bunch of pictures of his of the house he's putting on the market, and he somehow posted a picture of his junk along with all of it. Oh God! You know, like you know, and here's my unit. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Well, you know, it's just everything kind of gets paired in with key phrases and hashtags and just yeah, exactly. tell somebody to post pictures of the unit and they go, all right, all right. Your, your funeral, dumbass. Um, oh, man. So, um, and you know what? I also got to ask you before we get into the tour thing. Um, I am, of, of course, a reader of the site um, and I got to know how the uh, our record attempt went. Oh uh, well, it was an attempt at the. It was not an attempt at the at the record. It yeah, was no. Just, uh, it was just doing a, a, a ride on for the hour. Yeah. Um, it was not nearly as hard as bonking halfway up, um, bonking halfway up uh, Haleakala. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, you know, 
Yeah. Four and a half hours of suffering was much worse than one hour of it. Um, but it was a total kick. I'll do it every year. Um, we, I got a bike from Velaforma, um, which was generously um, loaned to me for the day. Um, Mark, the owner of Velaforma, actually came out and helped oh, with man. the whole thing, helped with time, helped with the whole shebang. Uh, the bike, unfortunately, was a lot too small. Um, even though it was a 59 centimeter, but, um, yeah, my saddle was three centimeters too low and the bars were four centimeters too close. So it kind of felt like I was riding my wife's bike, but yeah. Well, um, I was going to say something. I did look at the, I did look at the photos and I was looking at that going, wow, that's a really weird position. He looks like Sean Kelly from back in the day, you know, (laughs) sitting right on top of the bottom bracket, but uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and Sean Kelly seemed to be more effective in that. Yeah. It seemed to work for him. Yeah. So, Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's just, basically this was this, what brought this about? I think I might've asked you in the last show, but what that brought that whole, Hey, I want to see what it's like to do an hour attempt. Yeah. So, um, every year we celebrate Festum Profete. Oh yeah. It's the, the celebration of Eddie Merrick's birthday, um, the prophet. And, um, <laughs> you know, last year I went out in my wool Multani Jersey on my steel bike with tube shifters and all that. And that was cool and fun, but I thought it would be kind of the, the best way you can honor him is by doing the, you know, the event that has the reputation for being the hardest in cycling. So, um, that was it. I wanted to just see what it was like to, to try to ride on a track for an hour. Do you willing to offer up how far you got? Yeah, I only got, uh, just under 38 kilometers. Uh, it was 37 something, um, 139 laps. It's a really short, the Alpen oh, Rose track, yeah. I chose that track um, partly because I've got some friends down in Portland, but um, also because that's where Velaforma is based. Um, and so it was easier for Mark to um, to get me that frame or that bike while I was, um, if I came down there. So we did it that way. Um, the Alpen Rose track is the oldest track in the United States, the oldest outdoor track, at least in the United States. Um, it's all concrete. It's super steep. Like after the first two laps, um, you know, I've, I've done enough yeah. track ride, not, I'm not very much, but I've done enough of it to know how, know my way around a banking. And, um, you know, like the, it's such a short, steep trap track that, that even in the Cote d'Azur, when you're at the bottom of it going around, um, it's, it's really pretty scary. You have to be going, I think, uh, you know, in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 K an hour, not to slide off of the, off of the banking. Jesus. So. Yeah, even down there. So, um, yeah. you know, it, my heart was in my throat after after the first couple laps, but you get used to it pretty quick, and um, it was fun. It's super bumpy. It's an old, you know, old, old, old track. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's it's almost like riding the pave in the middle. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the legend has it that people's times are a couple K an hour slower on this track than they are at, at other tracks. Oh, um, wow. So, but it's a, you know, it was, it was tons of fun. Um, next year, I'll, I'll take it more seriously. Mark is going to build me. Um, not a custom frame, but he's going to build me a custom seat post and stem that will get me into my perfect position. Um, and we'll, we'll go a little harder. I, I really couldn't, I really couldn't go that hard, you know, in that position. The only way I could accelerate was by getting out of the saddle and kind of sprinting. And so I kind of would, every lap I'd get out and accelerate back up to the speed I needed to be at and then kind of wait for me to slow down until I finished that lap and then I'd get out of the saddle and do another little spurt, you know, but, um, <laughs> it was fun. You know, it was actually, it was tons of fun and, um, uh, you know, had some friends down there cheering me on and, you know, it was, it was cool. I'll do it every year. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. I haven't been on the track for decades, but I spent most of my career on Marymore, which is over by where you oh, are. Yeah. That's a true roadie track too. So, I mean, it's it, just because it's bigger, it's, you know, God, you got to worry about wind on that thing. It's so big. And, um, and I was just wondering if that's where you were going to do it until I read the post. It's like, Oh, Alpen Rose. Okay. I, I haven't been on Alpen Rose, so I don't know. Yeah. Mary Moore. I've actually not been on Mary Moore either, but, oh. um, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I've heard that that's just kind of like a, it, that's kind of the size of like the Roubaix velodrome where yeah, yeah. you can, you can ride around the track at, you know, like seven K an hour and, and oh, yeah. not be in any kind of trouble. No, not at all. And it's, it's like I said, it's a great roadie track. It's a great way for people who haven't done, haven't been on the track to get a good trans smooth transition over. It's not as intimidating through there, but, but we digress because this show is after all out about the 2013 tour 
Yeah. Now, okay, I know just from watching everything like that and reading the site and things like that, you guys seem heavily into the classics and things like that. Um, you know, but is this, I don't know about you, is this something you tend to look forward to? Is this the highlight of the season for you or is just kind of, is there a specific race you look to more? Um, it's hard to say, you know, I, I, I kind of personally prefer the Giro. Um, it's normally a much more exciting race. Yeah. Seems like, um, seems like it's, you go into the last weekend, not knowing who's going to win at the Giro. Um, although this year it was a foregone conclusion after like three days. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so generally I kind of prefer the Giro. Um, but, uh, and I also like the fact that the Giro usually has mountains right away at the beginning and then they're in the middle and then they're at the end. Um, but the tour is the biggest race. I mean, who could ignore it? You know, it's just a super, super enormous, crazy race. Um, and so, and, and the coverage in the States especially is really yeah. great. So it's easy to get sucked into it. And, and, you know, the first race I went to go watch in Europe was the Tour de France, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you can't help but ignore it. And it's, it's, um, it's crazy. It's exciting. I'm super psyched. Yeah. And, yeah. and Volominati in the, in the, in the Volominati super prestige that we put on, um, we recently redesigned the, the logo for that. And we are also offering some really, really crazy prizes. Well, let's not give um, away the surprises before the end here. You know, you're jumping to the end of the tour oh, here, oh, man. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Can you mind? No. <laughs> um, so I, you, you mentioned the TV coverage. I, I actually, I'm still pissed because my area cable operator dropped the, the TV. Was it NBC sports? No, it wasn't NBC sports universal. And yeah. so I didn't get to see the Giro unless I went online and caught it. And then that's always screwy and things like that. So I will admit that I'm ready to watch some racing on TV. I, I don't know about you. I tend to be the guy who gets up at the morning. I get up super early and watch the live broadcast. Oh, hell yeah. And then, yeah, and then watch it again in the afternoon. I mean, or it, while I'm preparing dinner and stuff like that so my wife can watch and I pretend that I can predict what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be attack right here, hon. She's like, what? How did you know that? Well... You heard the alarm at four thirty. That was me. So, um, dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm an ass. Um, biggest news: no returning champion. Uh, blessing or a curse? What do you think? Oh, you know, I um, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Brad Wiggins. Um, you know, I've been hearing a lot of that lately. Yeah, and it was just last year was kind of like this year's Euro. It it wasn't a terribly exciting race. Um. I don't like seeing a team sit on the front and control everything from, you know, virtually from start to finish. We had seven years of that with, with us postal and discovery. And, you know, I, I just don't want to watch that. You know, that's not my favorite thing to watch. I want to see some attacking and some uncertainty. Um, and which isn't to say that by the way, if I was racing, I would do it exactly the way sky did it if I could, but it works, uh, you know, it works great, but it's, um, as a, as a spectator, I really prefer it when things are crazy and nothing's controlled and you don't know what's going to happen. And all of a sudden this, uh, you know, this upset happens. So yeah. I love it. I love that there's no returning winner. I mean, that's, that's not really true. Contador is there and, um, yeah. you know, I mean, we've, we've definitely got some credible people coming in, but the, the defending champion is gone. Um, Brad Wiggins is not starting. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be pretty wide open. I think Froome, um, you know, Froome is looking really good. Port could be an upset. Contador, of course, is, is um, you know, uh, almost sure to be up near the top at least. Yeah. Um, and then Schlecky boy, you know, Andy, you know, you yeah. never know if he's got his uh, really? preparation going correctly. He might be, uh, he might be a, at least a force for a few stages. Okay, I'll give you that for a few stages. I just, I've got to that point with, with Schleck that I'm just thinking that either – you know, I'm not making any accusations, but either, either pharmaceutically or mentally, he's he's just out. I mean, I'm not when you're seeing this just this ongoing slump, you start to wonder, okay, at what point is he just giving up the ghost? I mean, Wiggins is kind of in the same point. I read an article the other day saying that Brad has announced that he's not willing to make that sacrifice again yet to probably win another tour. Yeah, and so yeah, but I don't blame him, and you know, it's. Um... I hate to, yeah, I don't want to get into the, into the whole, no, no, thing, no, but it's, yeah. it's, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I can imagine that you don't want to do that a whole bunch of times unless you've got a massive, you know, a massive motivation to do it. Um, and some writers do, and some writers don't Schleck, I think, um, doesn't really know what to do without his brother around to tell you the truth. I think they're very codependent. Um, 
And I think, uh, you know, him racing with his brother being suspended has been really tough on him. Yeah. Um, how long is Frank out for? I think he's actually, I think his suspension is supposed to be, uh, just about over, you know, I think, um, middle of July or so, I think his suspension will be cleared up. So he can join up the second or third week. That's right. (laughs) They can room together, snuggle or something like that. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, return of, of Alberto Contador. Um, hopefully he's not going to eat any beef over the next couple weeks, but, um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I'm going to convince, uh, confess to you that I've never been a huge fan of Contador. I've never liked, but I do like, like you mentioned earlier, that attacking style. I've been reading the, uh, book on Pantani recently that, you know, the last days of his life or something like that. And, um, I miss that kind of a tour. Like you said, I miss that where it's going to be just constant battle throughout the entire thing. And we haven't seen that. I don't think we've seen that since, and honestly, but since before Miguel Indurain took over. Yeah, that's, that's true. Except Obviously, the Pantani um, era, but yeah, Pantani was in there. Um, Lamont Fignon, of course, was, yeah. was crazy. Um, you know, guys like, guys like, you know, and, and I kind of, infer that Merrick's might have been like this too because I've obviously never watched him race but um you know Eno was at le- he was dominant too but he yeah. was always willing to go on like a 80k attack and then he would you know get bought by the man with a hammer halfway through and yeah. just get shelled in the end or or it would work you know it was he was a dominant rider but he he kept things exciting and he was always willing to attack and make the race um I'm not a fan of waiting for the last 5k and then you know, trying to sneak away. And that seems to be the way people are racing these days. Um, although looking back a little bit, and of course this goes right back into the square in the center of, of the doping past, but Rasmussen and Contador, um, that battle between those guys, I forget exactly what pass that was, uh, down there in the Pyrenee where they were attacking each other one after the other, boom, 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 just like crazy. That was, you know, I had to I had to have a cigarette when that stage was over. You know, that was just, <laughs> that was awesome. No um, more boom boom. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> now, do you, do you think Contador is going to have that kind of a game back? I haven't seen. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of him just because I wasn't able to. I had to read about the Giro every day and things like that. But I haven't read. You know, and I haven't heard of his progress. Yeah, I think um, you know he's been um, not racing that way. Yeah. You know? He, he, I haven't seen him do that in several years. Um, Which bumps so, me out because I want to see somebody do that. I want to see some, somebody's got to pull that out, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know who's going to attack. Schleck could attack if he had the balls to do it, um, and he does. He has done it, but he's one of those classic riders who waits for the very last minute. You know, um, yeah. it's it's always in the final that that he starts attacking, except for with the notable exception of his massive attack, um, you know, over the Galibier. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's tough to say who's going to be the cool attacking rider. A lot of talk about, um, inner, inner house rivalries this year. Um, Cadell, TJ and, um, uh, Ryder and Dan Martin from Garmin. So Cadell and TJ from BMC Ryder and Dan Martin from, uh, Garmin. You've got Movistar with, with two really strong riders in it too. Um, any comments on those lineups? Those, those, I mean, it reminds me of the old La Vie Claire days. Here we go. You know, who's going to be able to take the lead for the team? Froome and Wiggins obviously avoided a big problem. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I don't get too crazed about that stuff. I kind of, you know, the, the Lamondi no thing was, was more than enough energy for, yeah. for, I think for a rivalry for, for all of our lifetimes. But, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, was a huge personality. Lamond was, um, also a big personality, but a much more gentle kind of character. I think Cadell and, and Van Garderen are both pretty gentle characters. I, you know, I could see those yeah. guys getting passive aggressive, but none of those types of fireworks. Um, I think Garmin is pretty well managed. Um, I would, I would think that that gets managed into by, by, um, JV that'll get managed into a pretty productive situation. And, um, you know, I, I would, I would imagine that whoever comes out on top will be supported by the other there. Do you um, have a prediction for who you think is going to come out on the top for both of those teams? 
Ooh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I think Van Garderen is, yeah. is young and he's doing well, but, um, Cadell is the, is the veteran. He knows what it takes. You know, it's, there, there's a lot of pressure coming back to the Tour de France to, um, to kind of back up a, a one-time performance, you know, and yeah. I think both Froome and Van Garderen are having that, you know, have, have that big weight to, to get off their shoulders. Cadell Evans has done it before. He knows exactly what it takes to lose a race. <laughs> um, and, and, um, you know, I think, I think Hazel has won a, a grand tour. He knows what to do. Um, Froome, I think doesn't know what it takes. I think he's seen it secondhand, but he's not done it. Um, I think Port is a really inexperienced grand tour racer from that perspective, from, from holding a lead. Um, and same thing with TJ, you know, so I, I guess I would look at the veterans as having the upper hand in each one of those cases. I think so. Okay. I saw, who knows? I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm making this stuff up just like you are. (laughs) We'll just end this call right now. No, um, I'm, I'm feeling more. And again, this is me talking out my ass, but I feel uh, that uh, TJ had a better tour last year. I mean, if not for anything other than the, the overall placings, but I think if Cadell gets his, gets everything right, a lot of these guys have done a Giro uh, this year, which I'm noticing the Giro Tour double is coming back. Is there something? I mean, in Ryder, obviously not having a good a good Giro, which was his goal, and maybe he's going to come back with a little vengeance. So um, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting, especially with those two being more or less American based teams. You're going to get a lot of a lot of press and a lot of a lot of coverage. From, hopefully, we'll be able to hear from those guys on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. And it's yeah, it's always fun to see. Um, see Americans do well. So I'll be rooting for them for sure. I just don't have a lot of faith that they'll pull it off. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Any other names that pop into mind? I had people asking me last night about uh, Valverde and I'm honest, I'm tired of hearing Alejandro Valverde's name. Um, Yeah. He's uh, one of those guys. I don't know why he's, you know, yeah. Why he keeps cropping up like that. You know, well, you know, he's got a history and yeah. You've yeah. got uh, what Pino from FTJ, Rodriguez from Katusha. Um, who else am I looking at? Tommy Vokler, if he's Tommy's going to be back, you know, <laughs> in, in his also incredible original form. I, you know what? I, he drives me crazy, but I actually love the animation he brings to the race. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So, so I'd like to see him do something again. Um, I think the French are putting a lot on him, and, um, you know, I don't know if there's anything going to happen to him. He's the. You know, self-proclaimed cleanest man in the race. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, you know, these guys don't consider cortisone a doping product. Apparently, but, hell no. Um, that's yeah, that's fine. Just because you can have a prescription for it, but um, <laughs> you know, the, or a backdated like, one, right? Right, or no, yeah, exactly, or a backdated one, and, and same thing with with asthma. You know, it's like ninety seven percent of pro cyclists have <laughs> have a prescription for asthma medication. You know, it's like, oh, that's really amazing that there's that many asthmatics and. and it's such a hard sport. That's why I never made it. <laughs> yeah, right. I wasn't asthmatic. I always thought it was the shape of my nose. My wife always says, you don't have the aerodynamic nose. Said, oh, there you go. It's not the nose, honey. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, even though you've got a, a side of the line that's making picks, do you have podium picks? I, have, I haven't made mine yet. Um, you know, but I, I think, actually, um, as much as I hate to say it, um, you know, I, I guess my feeling is that Contador will probably wind up on top. Um, I think Froome will probably be on the podium and so will Evans, but you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a crapshoot. You just don't know what's going to happen with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, uh, stages themselves. We're looking at, uh, the, the tour this year, hundred anniversary going to be a big deal. Um, I'm looking at specific ones, especially stage 18. They're going up Alpe d'Huez twice. Um, <laughs> And of course, on Bastida Day, the Ventu and Stage 19 has the Glandon and the Madeleine. Look, quite a bit of big named climbs this year. Yeah. What the hell were they thinking to you, in your in thoughts with this Alpe d'Huez twice? Yeah, you know they they're going up the back side of it, um, which is really weird. You know, it's really weird, um, but it's cool. It's something unique. At least it's something different. I'm actually excited that there's a road from there now. Um, because it, it comes from an interesting part of the country or, or an interesting side of the mountain. Um, so next time I'm there, I'll be excited to see that. But, yeah. um, you know, I think that's, I think that's cool. I think for, for me, the hardest climb in, in the Alps is the, is the Madeleine. 
um, it's long and it's steep and it's kind of unrelenting. Um, and so, you know, I'm always happy to see all the big climbs and I'm, I'm glad to see that they're, um, that they're hitting a lot of these climbs in the same race. You don't often see the Ventoux and Alpe d'Huez in the same edition of the tour. Yeah. So I'm, I'm psyched to see them go up the, up the big climbs. And, um, you know, I, I think it's actually a pretty good route. So my ignorance is creeping out here. Is it, they're going up the back of Altuez first and then the front of it to finish, or is it just up the back twice? They just, you know, kind of going around a turn and around coming up. I think they're, if I've understood, if I've understood correctly, they go up it and I'm pulling up a map right the second. Okay. Uh, yeah, they go up the back side of it. Um, or do they go up the, yeah, it looks to me like they get to the bottom and everybody turn around big cone in the center of the road. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's, it's hard for me to say right the second, um, if it's actually the same side or not. Um, but I don't think it is. I think they come up the backside. They must then descend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Boy, they go up a different... I'm looking at the profile yeah. right now. No, I was... So they, they go up something. Uh, I can't tell if it's the same, same side or not, but I don't think it is. Then they apparently they take some weird little back road and go up another big climb. They the Saren, yeah. Um, they wind up another three k higher, um, and then they go down and back up up to us. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I was it's trying to figure to out. Yeah, <laughs> for us, it's awesome. For those guys, it's just brutal. But uh, so okay, so it might, sounds like it might be a backside, then go down and around and up the the classic front side. Yeah, I'm not positive. I'm now. Yeah. I'm, now I'm at the Tour de France website. You've okay. got me too curious about this. I can't well, take it. Hurry up! Um, just, no, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. But we can keep talking. I'll just yeah. uh, be distracted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just be distant. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, it looks okay. like they go up at they 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 go up two different sides. Okay, that'll be okay. That'll be a lot of fun. So that's yeah. the 18th, and I don't have what day that the stage 18. Um, I don't have what day that's on, but that'll be. That'll be one to watch. Um, obviously, mountains having a big deal in it. Uh, wh- amount of time trials this year. I can't recall if it's it's not a very heavily time trialed tour this year. No, it's not. No, it's not. Gonna... Um, I'm going to take my earlier statement back again. By the way, it looks like it might be the same side. Oh shit! Just looking really? at the profile. Okay. Damn it. It's hard to say. I can't tell from the map or the profile to be sure, but it looks you'd, like it's going to be hard either way. You'd th- yeah, you'd think for the 100th tour, they'd go up the front side and do that classic finish. But, you know, that's why. They'll I'm... finish that way. They finish that way for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. they finish that way for sure. I, I just can't tell if the first time up is the back or not. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So you don't know if they're going up the, oh, okay. So up the front both times, like do right. a loop or something. Oh, okay. That's a. Worst circuit race you could ever imagine. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm complaining. in a world championship race and oh, have, have them go yeah, up at 10 exactly. times. <laughs> yeah. Watch Sky Block for Cav on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. Okay. Time trials, though. Uh, yeah. A very small amount of time trials in this one. And I think that's going to hurt quite a few of the uh, Cadell-type riders, um, perhaps even Froome-type riders. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, although Froome is not the craziest time trialist in the world. But no. Yeah, I'm, I'm only seeing 50K, uh, 80K of time trials. So it's, yeah. um, you know, and one of them, 25 of that is in a team time trial. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Sky's going to kill it in the team time trial, I would think, or Garmin, one of those two. Yeah. BMC will probably choke again because they always do. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, you know, um, not a lot of time trial 
Ks. So that's going to be good for the climbers. Rodriguez would be very happy about that, I would I imagine. I was going to say, yeah, he's slowly creeping up some of my overall thoughts here yeah. in terms of that. No wonder uh, Cancellara decided to stay home and focus on the world. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Said, Jesus, why should I go? Yeah. That's, okay. that's an interesting evolution of the of the classic specialist, you know. Yeah, and he's becoming that more and more, I think, in, in my view. Uh, but Bonin too was saying that he doesn't know that he'll ever ride the Tour de France again, and Museo had said that before, you know, as as well. Basically, at some point, they realize that they're they don't need the publicity of riding the Tour, and the Tour doesn't suit their skills very well. So um, they start skipping it, and you keep having this more and more polarized set of riders. Well, it always seemed like it was that the sport was destined to do that, but then we had, you know, especially even in the Lance days where you had him kind of come about in, you know, right around Amstel Gold and then ride yeah. through to the, you know, the Worlds, which isn't that far away. Well, no, no never mind, not the Worlds. He'd basically ride through the Tour, and that would more or less be it. That'd so be it, yeah. You'd have your season based around six eight weeks and so i mean i i guess they'd always talked about it and i get, it kind of makes sense in the world of trying to focus on specific races and when you how do you compete against a guy who is who is focused specifically on a very specific period of the season you know you, it's it's going to be hard but i guess yeah i agree yeah. tough stuff yeah. yeah um i'm gonna ask it uh what are your thoughts on this being a clean tour you think we're gonna have any drama or you think we're gonna make it through I'm not too optimistic, to tell you the truth. Really? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, the last time I saw a team like dominate, like Sky has been dominating, it was, um, it was Discovery and US Postal, you know, so it's, um, I'm not saying that they're, I'm not, you no. know, I guess I am saying that I'm suspicious of them. Um, you know, we've been slapped a few too many times to see something like that and not, um, not have our questions. Um, you know, so the, so I'm not totally sure that we're all that clean. Speeds are slower, which is good. Yeah. Um. You know that that lends some credibility for sure. But um. You know, I think somebody's. We had Deluca. You know, Deluca was stupid enough to test positive again during the Giro. Yeah. You know, I'm sure somebody else is, will be be able to be stupid enough to do it during the tour as well. I think we're getting to that point where you, when we see something that is incredibly superhuman, unfortunately, we're all spurned to the point where we're going to say, oh, shit, come on. Yeah. You know, but I also think, and I, um, I, uh, gosh, I can't remember, I'm forgetting the name of the book I just read. Um, you know, in terms of where you see somebody extremely blow up, um, and, you know, hopefully we'll see some of that, you know, because that t for me tends to show a little bit more of humanity when you've got some of these leaders in the high ends of the race who, who, who have a bad day. And that sometimes leads to more truth, I think, because yeah. three weeks of at the highest level, you've got to either have an incredible team around you or you got to be on something. Yeah. Um, and then, but then there's also the, uh, you know, you also have, um, the challenge of, of the, the Festina um, debacle with um, what's, what was his name? Zula, yeah. um, you know, and that turned out, um, you know, that, that turned out not so good because of, of mixing the wrong drugs. So just because somebody has a bad day doesn't mean they're clean. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully things are getting cleaner. It's usually something to look forward to on a rest day. Yeah, right. I always right. sit rest back. Day, okay, absolutely. it's rest day. I'm not going to watch TV, but oh shit, please don't. No, 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 no. I can't look at Twitter because something's. I'm going to look at it and so everybody's going to say, oh, you know, Deluca, the next Deluca or something like that. But <laughs> please, no shit, shit. You know, and then you see it and somebody's out. You know, like God. But um, I'd love it if it stayed. If there were no such announcements, I would too. Yeah. And I, I would love it if I'm just going to watch the. Uh, NBC sports coverage because when Phil and Paul and Bob cover it, they just kind of go, well, that's the, you know, that's an unfortunate thing. And then they move on so quickly, you know, <laughs> you don't hear that rage that you're hearing from guys like Paul Kimmage and things like that, where it's just like, this is bullshit. You know, and you're there all getting pissed off and you know, our, our American tends to just, our American style of broadcasting just tends to kind of wash over it. It's all going to be okay. Just be quiet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. The American broadcast it's interesting cuz those guys are English except for Bob Roll of course, yeah. but they're English working for an American Yeah, with TV American station. producers. So yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's they're probably a little bit 
um, you know, getting torn in two directions. Yeah. So I love those guys though. It's not the, it's not the tour if it's not those two. I couldn't agree more. And I, I mean, I'm not going to be too mean, but I have to say that Phil sometimes tends to slip on some of his words these days, but I guess if I had a career lasting as long as Phil did, I would probably allow myself a little slack and I should probably allow, you know, not bust Phil's balls when he gets the writer's name wrong or something like that. Or, you <laughs> know, he, always. he still says Leopard <laughs> Trek and it's not Leopard anymore or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And I, I'm the, I'm the technical asshole yelling at the screen going, no, you got it wrong, you old fart, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But no, I, I, I have to admit, and that's the funny thing. Sometimes I catch myself in the mornings in those really early morning broadcasts out here on the West Coast. Uh, listening to it just kind of in a daze, just half asleep. And I'm so used to Phil and Paul that when their voices rise, it's like my wake up call. I just suddenly sit bolt upright and, you know, and, and I know it's sometime and it's an exciting time to watch. So I hope they can do it forever. Somebody's got to yeah. clone those two guys so they can yeah. do that forever. For, yeah, seriously. Yeah. So and while they're cloning them, they can clone my, my, uh, my mutt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right on. Um, five, last couple kind of things. Uh, Blanco now becoming Belkin, so hopefully we're going to see something from the old Rabobank squad. Maybe they've got a little bit of rejoicing to do now that they've got a sponsor and some money. Yeah, that'd be cool, huh? Yeah, I'm going to have to go out and buy more Belkin products. I've got several around here just in my computer world and audio world, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice to see somebody stepping up and sponsoring cycling in this uh, given point in time. Yeah, and as long as we're talking about Dutch sponsors, um, Vacansolet, you know, um, I, I had a lot of respect for the fact that they, um, even though they've they've decided to stop sponsoring, they they stopped sponsoring because they set some goals and they met those goals, and so yeah. they've kind of gotten out of out of the venture what they needed to get out of it, um, and I, I admire them for for being forthcoming about that and not pretending like they're quitting because of of you know, bad press in the sport. So is, um, is there you know, anybody lined up? Is there anybody about to take the helm of that? Has there been any press leaks that you've heard or anything? I haven't heard anything. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. I did hear today about Trek taking over full time for the, uh, uh, radio shack group. I, from what I understand, I think I saw a tweet about that this morning. Don't quote me on that. But okay. Hopefully that's uh, the case. Okay. Trek's taken over the squad completely. Yeah. I heard that. Um, a while ago. Yeah. So oh, well, that, shit. Guess I'm late to the table. <laughs> well, it might have been a rumor at that time, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I heard that. So that sounds, that sounds good. That sounds right. Yeah. All right. Talk to me. Well, actually, before I go to this, um, any, any call on green or polka dot, I, I skipped over that kind of stuff. Oh, Sprinters, baby, Cavs, uh, Sagan, Greipel, Matty Goss, uh, to name a few. Yeah, you know, I think Sagan, you know, I think yeah. he's he can get over a hill and he can get to a to a flat finish line. Um hopefully so there are no podium girls and he'll do it without a bad oh, press God. moment. <laughs> oh man. But you know what? I agree with you. I think he's the kind of guy who can make it over. I think Cavendish is flying. Cavendish uh just had a really good national championship. Yep, yep, and he'll be psyched to show those those colors. Um so he'll be motivated and he's obviously in shape. Uh, so Cavill, Cavill dial out a couple more um, sprint finishes, I'm sure, and and Greipel too. He just won his championship, so oh okay, he's feeling happy, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I read somewhere I think almost like like a bunch of sprinters won their national championships this year. So hmm, um, you know we'll have to see, but that's cool. It's keeping good it, stuff. Keeping it nice and flat. Um, yeah, okay. Right. Um, talk to me about the, uh, super prestige, the, what you guys are doing through the site. Now let's get involved with this because I've got my picks in my head and I want to know how to do it. <laughs> what do you guys yeah. do? So we, we have a season long competition actually, uh, called the Vlominati super prestige. And it is roughly based on, um, the classic super prestige and world cup championships, um, you know, back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um, that was replaced with the, pro cycling tour um and it's not as cool as it was back then but basically we have for all the big races of the year for both men and women by the way um we put on events and people pick their top five and based on the type of event and based on the placing of those top five um you're awarded points um and occasionally we are able to offer some prizes but usually we're we do definitely come through with prizes for the Tour de France uh, because it's you know it's such a popular event. Yeah. 
Um, and so we actually, we have some really great prizes on offer this year, including a uh, Veliforma Strata IR road frame, which is their top of the line, um, full carbon um, frame. And it is super light and super stiff and super awesome. Um, and it is going to be painted in a custom Voluminati color scheme with um, the Voluminati Super Prestige Tour de France winner badge um, painted what? onto the seat tube. So really? it's super, super cool. Yeah, it, it's going to be, you can go to Voluminati. There's a, uh, there's a link on there that points you at the Voluminati color scheme. Is it kind of uh, similar to the, uh, the gravel bike you, you shot pick? Actually, it's the other day. not not totally. Um, okay. It's a little bit different from that. It's really that's a that's a gravel design frame. Um, this is much more. No, I just mean in terms of colors. Right. It's yeah. it, well. It's because the design of the frame is pretty different. Um, the paint scheme is pretty different, and it's 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 mostly black, but there are some uh, some orange and white details. Oh man. Um, the v, the Voluminati logo is painted on the seat tube as well as the the VSP winners badge, um, and. Uh, I think the coolest detail is that the the inside of the chainstay and the fork are both colored a different color. So there's a kind of a real eye catching um, detail there in the design. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's, that's it's beautiful stuff. I'm looking at stuff you've got. Okay. The Velforma. Um, yeah. And then the second prize gets um, a pair of Cafe Roubaix carbon tubular wheels. Um, Cafe Roubaix is a is a shop who. Uh, which is owned by a big fan of the site, um, Dan Richter. And um, his his store is, is, among other things, specializes in custom-built wheels. And he's been building me my wheels um, all year. I raced cross on his wheels. Um, I did Holly Akla on a set of, set of his, uh, his climbing wheels, which weigh less than 1,000 grams. Um, and I uh, rode all the cobble classics on a set of his carbon uh, deep-dish wheels. Um, and they are really, really awesome wheels. And he is giving the, the winner a choice between the Haleakala climbing wheels or the, uh, a, a road version of the, of the wheels that I rode the cobbles on. Wow. Okay. Now I'm looking at, at that site right now, cafe Roubaix.ca. Um, yeah, they're in, in Canada. Okay. Um, online store. So things like that. So that's where they can find all that kind of information out there. So there. So, Oh my God. Okay. That's second prize. That's second prize. Third Jeez. prize. <laughs> third prize is a pair of Bonts, uh, Bont cycling shoes. Oh crap. <clears throat> so yeah. So Bonts are really amazing shoes. I've been riding those for about a year and a half. Um, and they, you know, they, they're completely heat moldable. Um, yeah. You know, they take a totally different approach and you can go, uh, go on Voluminati.com and, and look for our review on, on those shoes, but they kind of take a different approach and, and it's, you know, it's, it's not always for everyone, but it really, really works well for me. Um, and you know, it's kind of, it's kind of changed my physiology on the bike. Um, a couple problems I had that I've been struggling with my whole life, um, have been resolved by, by riding these shoes. So I'm a huge fan of their shoes. Um, and they're also a big fan of Luminati, so they offered up a pair of shoes. Um, was incredibly cool. That it, yeah. Yep. And my, um, my defeat, wife, won't, my oh, wife won't let me. My wife won't let me get new shoes. She says my old CDs are still in perfect shape. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> but they're not cool. It's the N plus one factor, honey. Yeah, with says, no, right. that applies to bikes. We have sixteen, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we're winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Strong work. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So we've got the Veloforma. We've got Cafru Bay wheels. We've got Bont for third, and then Jesus. Okay, fourth. Fourth place is a is a full uh, Flandre and Best kit from Defeat. So that's um, <laughs> a, a, an undie undie wool or an undie shirt, um, arm skins, sneakers, and slipstream overshoes, and a pair of V socks. So um, you know that's that's a great prize from Defeat. Um, they're obviously you know we're huge fans of Defeat, and again they're they're big fans of the site as well. So that's we're really happy to to offer a prize from them. And fifth prize is a wool jersey from um, our Keepers Tour partners, Pave Cycling Classics. Okay. Um, so they, uh, they're offering up a, a jersey. And poor guy last year, they offered a prize, the same prize. Um, and the poor guy who won it um, has had to wait until now before they actually finally got, the, got the, the, the wool jersey made the right way and the way that they wanted it. So it took him a little while, but... He's going to be getting his jersey pretty soon, and and the winner of that 
prize this year should expect it much more quickly. Is wool making a comeback? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, you know I, I've got my old stuff and my kids wearing it right now. And so I have a riders come up to him and go, Oh my God, that's a long sleeve wool Raleigh Jersey. Where did you get that? He points to me and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the fat guy who can't wear it anymore. <laughs> but shit. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not crazy about it as a Jersey. Um, yeah. personally, um, it's a, it's a little stretchy and so forth, but, um, I think for, for, for everything else, for gloves, for overshoes, for uh, knee warmers and, and arm warmers, um, it's my choice for sure. You know, as, as somebody who, who rides through the winter in um, yeah. Seattle in the rain, uh, the cold rain. Um, and by the way, riding in rain at about zero degrees um, Celsius is right before it's, you know, it's not it's not snowing, so it's not it's not staying frozen on you. It's, um, it's just wet and cold and it's the, the coldest you'll ever be is, is riding right around the freezing point, um, yeah. in the rain. Yeah. And so I use wool for all that stuff. Um, just because even when it gets wet, it stays, it stays nice and insulative. So, um, you know, I, I love it for that stuff, but as far as the Jersey goes, you know, it's just a little too stretchy for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so the deal is they got to pick the top five riders on GC. Yep. And they got to do it by the prologue or the night before? Uh, they've got to do it by midnight on Friday. So, or if, however you think yeah. about midnight, I guess. Depending midnight Saturday are. morning, yeah. uh, midnight Friday night, um, Pacific time. So that's okay. that's in the Pacific time zone. Um, the, pick, the, the opportunity to, to enter your picks uh, close at that point i've got so, here that you're accepting uh some disputes through the start of stage two so that's it once you've locked in through stage two unless you've got some sort of extenuating circumstances my son got on and changed my picks or somebody <laughs> got my password or something stupid like that but you're you're stuck that's it and then that's it for the whole tour there's no rechanging nope. on rest days or anything like that you can change on rest days you have you have the option to change your picks on rest day on on either of the rest days um the, the there's a point penalty per um, per pick that you change. Okay, um, and they're pretty steep. You go go check the 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 rules um, for for the competition. There's steep points or there's steep penalties, and the, and the system tells you when you're entering them yeah. um, what those penalties are. But um, you know you, you you do get a penalty, but you have the opportunity to do it, and you get a higher penalty on the second race day on the second rest day than the than the first because uh, the race is closer to being concluded. And so it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's less of a guess. So, um, you know, you can change them, but it's, you know, you're going to, it's going to hurt for sure if you do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the, the reason for the disputes, yeah, you can, if we map it to the wrong rider, um, you can, you can dispute those and, and technically you can dispute beyond the first rest day, but, um, really what we're concerned about, what we've been seeing a lot of this past, uh, past couple of events is somebody will put in Martin, you know, and, and Tony and Dan are both racing and yeah. we map it to one or the other. And then Dan Martin wins something and they say, Oh, well I met Dan Martin. Oh, uh, come on. Really? So, just, just put in the whole name, you lazy ass. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> well, that's, that's I've seen a lot of nickname. A couple days to, you, yeah. you can decide within the first couple of days which one you meant. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so. So. <laughs> so I'll just put random letters and I'll yeah, go, that's right. what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's, you know, make up my own language or something like that. Yeah, and, right. okay, so that's what's happened. Obviously, no cost to everybody who enters except yep. for you have to be a member of the group. Group. You just got to register up. No, you don't even have to register. You don't really. Okay, shit. Wow. Okay. You can just enter, um, and uh, that's it. You know, it's just all for fun. And there's some really exciting prizes. Okay, so you're gonna. I, I heard you mention just to summarize. I heard you mention Contador in in yellow. I'm I'm reaching more towards the obvious pick with Froome. Um, okay. I think we both said Sagan for green. Um, any any polka dots or anything amazing you want to mention before we? I haven't even thought of polka dots yet. You know, Port could Port could pull out a polka dot jersey. Really? Um, if he's not, if he winds up not going for for yellow, he could maybe do it. Um, didn't Vokler take it home once, or did he just ride it for a while? Oh God, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe he just had it for a little yeah. bit. 
Um, Usually that, that jersey's become somebody who kind of goes out and makes these suicide attempts. It's not necessarily somebody who's – I remember back in the year when the polka dot was somebody who was in the, in the running for the overall. Right. But it's, it's kind of changed since the days of Jalabert going out on those suicide attacks and trying to yeah. rack up as many points for a sprinter as he could. But, uh, yeah, so, exactly. I don't know. So, I, I mean, I have Rodriguez down for a polka, but I don't know if I'm even oh. close. So. That's not that's not a bad guess. That's as yeah. good as any. Um, the the problem. The, so the good thing is is that they're giving more points for the for the final um, for the final stay or for the final climb, right? Yeah. Um, so those kind of those GC contenders will be doing a little bit better than the Jalabert types who mop up points on the big climbs leading up to the finish and then get swept up. Um, but yeah, you know it's it's any it's anybody's guess. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's going to take it. Rodriguez is, is is as good a guess as any. I think. All right. So the deal is stay tuned to the site, to uh, Villaminati, to the route. You guys are going to – I just love tuning in for the comments. You were mentioning before we went on air that there, you find out that there are people who check back to the site repeatedly throughout the day. A lot of times that's what I'll do. I just come back simply to check the comments, and it's always so much fun to hear some of the smart-ass wisecracks that happen um, throughout the tour. And I think it's just a great add-on to it. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have something animated this year. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, and keep your eye on that um, on that Tour de France thread over on Velominati. It's um, you know it's it'll be highlighted at the at the front of the um, front of the site all all throughout the entire tour, so it's easy to find. Uh, but there will be lots of people discussing it and getting into arguments about who should have won what sprint and yeah. who flicked who into the wall and all that stuff. Exactly. So the Super Prestige happens. Uh, it closes in. I'm looking at the site right now. Two days, 12 hours, and 13 minutes. The book, The Rules, The Way of the Cycling Disciple is available. You guys got a link on there, so that's awesome. So uh, you guys can pick one of those up. Best coffee table book you've ever had. Or you just put it on your <laughs> pillow and call it good. Um, I don't know what your tour's like, but if you got some time during, I'd love to have you back on and talk to uh, talk about how things are going and if our picks are completely out of script, out of, you know, just screwed up. And if everything I thought that was right is now wrong. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Right on. Well, Frank, thanks for coming on again. I uh, love having you on, and um, hopefully uh, let's go. Tour de France, 100. Here we go. Okay, great. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.